There's a lot of history going on today in the scriptures. It's Easter, and we as Christians, Catholics, celebrate Easter throughout the season for the first 50 days. The 50th day is Pentecost. But each Sunday before that, we listen to the scriptures, and we listen to our story. I say our story because of what Jesus said about us to his disciples and specifically to Thomas. Blessed are those who believe, who have not seen me and believe. Now that's us. There is a program on TV I try to catch every week. It's called Tracing Our Roots. Dr. Henry Gates interviews a personality and traces the individual's family tree, sometimes through hundreds of years, through DNA, through history, through records, through hearsay, through gravestones. He traces it back, and usually the subject of the interview is moved to tears about what he or she is learning about their ancestors. And I thought, how appropriate that is for us for tonight. We believe our ancestors, if those of you who are into family heritage, I am definitely, trace our family tree. And sometimes goes back hundreds of years. Now, I don't think any one of us who traces our family trees has ever said, eh, I don't believe, I didn't see them, I don't believe in them. We don't say that about George Washington. We don't say that about Benjamin Franklin. And I don't think we say that about our relatives who we don't know, haven't met, haven't seen, but we believe. So you need, we need DNA, historical records, church records, town hall records, cemetery stones, and then we believe. But think about it. How we, and I'll talk about myself, I have never met my great-great-great grandparents, but I've been able to trace where they're from in a little section of Italy called Piscata, and I found out that they were contadini, shepherds, farmers. Did I meet them? No. I met their ancestors, their subsequent children. Eventually, my grandparents came from that stock. Never touched them, never spoke to them, but I believe that they existed. And I hear the stories about them from my grandparents. I heard all the stories, and probably some they, they left out. Too many stories, as John says, to be written in one book. But it's become popular to accept our roots. That's what we're doing tonight. That's what Jesus is reminding us about tonight. To accept our roots. 
Even though we never touched Jesus, we have statues of him all over, but we've never touched Jesus. We never put our fingers into his side or his hands. But we believe in him. Think about that. Just as you and I can say our own names, first and last names, and for the most part, identify with our ancestors and where we came from, we can also say that about our name, Christian. We can trace our ancestors, and the four evangelists have helped us do that. They traced our ancestor to Jesus through the Gospels, through the Acts of the Apostles, through the letters. So if anybody comes up to us and says, oh, I don't believe in Jesus. Well, it's too bad you don't believe in Jesus. doesn't mean because you don't believe in him, he doesn't exist. You don't, be, you don't believe in my great-great-great-grandfather either, but here I am, proof. And we can say that about Jesus. But what we say about Jesus isn't only physical, biological proof. It's spiritual proof that connects us with God. The proof that our ancestor, whose life was recorded in the Holy Scriptures and who appeared to the apostles, came from God, is our connection to God. So when we speak to Jesus, we're also speaking to our ancestor, God the Father. So you can just imagine... I don't know what Jesus knew as, as when he came back from the grave. He was a, a man who had resurrected, gone to heaven, came back. I don't know what his thoughts were, except what's written. He did many things, not recorded here. But could you imagine Jesus, if he had the ability, and I'm sure he did if he wanted to use it, to look into the 21st century and come to this church and look around and say, these are my relatives. The Italians would say, paisans. These are my relatives. This is my family from generations ago. Not by historic blood or biology, but by faith. Because just as Thomas was told, you believe because you see me, what about those people sitting in St. John the Pomacene in 2023? They believe me too and they believe in me. And what is it that we believe? Well, the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles gives us a good overview of what we believe as Catholics. The Acts of the Apostles recorded the actions of the early church. And the first thing in this section, chapter 2, that Luke tells us is, they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles, prayer, and the breaking of the bread. Breaking of the bread takes care of that right there. When we eat the body and blood of Christ. We're praying now, as you listen to the scriptures, and we eventually pray the prayer of the faithful, mention people during Mass. We're continuing our ancestral tradition. We're continuing the work of Jesus. Signs and wonders, 
Miracles galore to the 2,000 years. We don't have to refer to them, but we know about them. Sometimes in our own lives, something that happens to us, and we know that thought or that experience could only have been placed in me by my faith in God. We know the miracles and signs through the years. And then Luke gives us a practical invitation by almost saying the altar is not big enough because our table is for everybody. And they say, they share their property according to the needs of each other. They fed one another. They took care of one another. And, and wait a minute, if we think of the 23rd century, think of how politics has usurped our ministry as Roman Catholics, as Christians. It happened in the first century, too. So this is not unique. The early Christians were persecuted not because they believed in Jesus. That was their own private faith. The early Christians were persecuted by the Romans, the establishment, because they wouldn't follow the establishment guidelines, because they wouldn't put incense in front of a statue that was a god or goddess because they wouldn't obey and pay taxes to a false empire. That's where they were persecuted. Political reasons. And if you're a Roman Catholic today, why are you being persecuted? For the same political reasons. For the things that we believe in and have come down to us from the early church and taught by the apostles and their subsequent teachers. And think of how the world has usurped some of those beliefs. We believe in equal rights. We believe in food for the hungry. We believe in taking care of the immigrant. We believe in clothing the naked, giving food to the thirsty. We believe in taking care of one another. Well, they have labels. Those ideals of the Christian have labels. Some of the labels are socialism. Don't forget, socialism came to its beginning, it was based on, they didn't give it credit, on Catholic teaching. Equality, respect, taking care of the underdog, giving housing. But then politics came in and they became political movements away from the church. And socialism destroyed the family, attempted to destroy the church, attempted to create itself as a new kind of God. The movements of our generation, Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter. Well, we've always believed that every person matters. And as a consciousness, we didn't catch on until the rest of the world finally caught on that the idea of slavery is anti-human. We were also people of our society then, but all people are made equal in the eyes of God. God created. God didn't create white people, brown people, pink people, white. No, God created men and women. 
to be men and women. God didn't create us to ruin our bodies, to become something else, to look at ourselves and say, oh, I was made in the image of God, but, but I want to be something else. And sometimes we morph our faith into disrespect in our bodies. And it's very popular out there. Oh, God created? Okay, we'll recreate 21st century atheism. We'll recreate a boy and a girl, a man and a woman. We'll recreate them. We're not robots, we're not machines, we're not plaster statues. We're people made in the image of God, and our children are made in the image of God, and they've been given to us as an extension of God and our own love as a family. You can't change that. Well, 21st century philosophy wants to change that and other things. And we fight for life, and we fight for just wages, and we fight for respect for our bodies, and we fight for the green movement. It's nothing new. The church has been doing that since the beginning, since we opened the table of the altar to everyone, and everyone was invited. And then you have the political system coming in and saying, no, no, you're not doing it our way, so we're twisting it. We're going to call it something else. And you, as practicing Catholics, all of us, intimidate society. We do. We do. We're doing things that go back 2,000 years. And sometimes parts of our society want to recreate that. How we take care of the planet, how we take care of the immigrant, how we take care of the poor. And when the government takes that over, it seems that they want to take it out of our hands. And I don't have to tell you, the Catholic Church is the largest charitable institution in the world. This is not a political statement, it's fact. And when we hear people denigrating the church, they're denigrating the church, they're denigrating you and me and Jesus Christ. So when that goes on, we realize how bizarre that is. What a phony philosophical movement that is. Because God made all of us, and it's up to us to respect each other's uniqueness and quality of life. Gay, straight, black, white, brown, whatever color they, they, they throw it into the mix. That God, it all came from God. We didn't make it. The church didn't make it. It came from God. And it came to us from God through Jesus Christ, our ancestor, as we're talking today in the scriptures. We're in the 21st century, and yet our roots go back to the early church. Last week I was talking to a friend of mine. She's hysterical. Um, she's in the 70s, and she's in a church not in this area. And the topic of the sermon was the Beatitudes. Her name is Maria. So, Maria, if you're listening, I'm giving you a little credit for the story you told me last week. 
the priest got up in her church and started preaching about the Beatitudes. Now, we all know the Beatitudes, but she said, I'm sitting there and I'm listening, and he's just repeating the Beatitudes, repeating, repeating, each one of the Beatitudes, just repeating them. So she's, she's from Jersey City. Now, that means something for people from Jersey. She has guts. Got to be nice in church, but you, you get what I mean. So she goes to the priest after Mass, and she says, Father, I come here every week. You read the Gospel, and then you read the Gospel again to us in your own words. Well, you're not teaching us everything. And today's sermon about the Beatitudes is a great example. You're preaching the Beatitudes without applying the Beatitudes to us as a community. Do you know you're speaking to people, and it's an um, elderly community, because you're, you're speaking to people who have to go home and worry about their taxes, about their Medicare, about their health, about connecting with distant children. She said, and you're bringing up things like we never heard the Beatitudes before. We know what we're supposed to do, but preach us about how to do it, how to connect with our families, how to forgive one another. How to take care of the, the elderly person next door who was really upset about her taxes and her bills. How to bring a, a, a bundt cake to our neighbor who's hungry. She's preaching to him, and while she's preaching to him, I'm at the table, at the table, I'm at the other end of the phone, hysterical. Because Marie hit it right on the head. And I go back to the sermon. What we do as Catholics, is the Beatitudes. When we allow society to usurp them into a political movement, we're falling flat on our faces. When we leave here tonight, each one of us should say, I'm a Catholic, I know my roots, I know where I come from, and with Jesus, I know where I want to go. Happy Easter.